All right, this is a uh, late night lately theme song in three, two, one. Welcome back to Late Night Lately. I was fully just reading messages. <laughs> and like I said, messages, baby. <laughs> Two. And like the most boring messages you could ever possibly imagine. Uh, welcome back to Late Night Lately, episode 10. I'm your host, Chad White. If you didn't know, this is the premier late night podcast for the website, cpluscomedy.com. Like I just said, it's a website. Go there. Let me start the clock. Start the clock. Have I made that joke before? Jump, 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 jump. I mean, it's very like very apropos. That's a late night show. Real time with Bill Maher, a show I do not watch. I think my mom does though. Uh, let's get. I mean, like, well, let's let's let's, let's mention it. So we end, the writer strike has ended. I took this show on a hiatus because of the writer strike, uh, and then the other two podcasts also followed because I just grew so tired and bored of uh, those shows but I took the show on a hiatus uh, in solidarity with the writer's strike because late night was off and uh, it's just an easy decision you know didn't want to didn't want to do it but there was a time the writer's strike is now over and now this is the first episode back as, as well as the first episode back for uh, uh, what in the world is going on what's going on with this I can't I don't know if you can hear this but there's there a lot of interference uh, but it was also the first episode back for um, uh, uh, Seth and well the new the new landscape of lineup line late night, late night. <laughs> All right, I found the episode title, landscape of lineup. Uh, but there but there's a new there's a new lineup for all of late night. Corden's gone and Daily Show was off. Uh, and they still have yet to find somebody, which we'll talk about in a second, actually. I just realized that that was a topic, too. Uh, oh, I have it. Oh, I have everything down. Okay. Uh, anyway, so this, so this, so that's what that's what's happening. And then I would say maybe two weeks prior to uh, late night truly coming back. I don't know if you, I'm, I'm recording, I'm recording multiple episodes of the show at once. Maverick. Maverick, come here. I'm recording multiple episodes of the show, of uh, not this show, of uh, the podcast at once. Uh, Late Night Lately, LinkedIn Logs and Constitutionals. And uh, and, the, and I just did LinkedIn Logs for the first time in months. And um, Maverick is in trouble because he destroyed a boxing glove. I went to go, I, here's the thing. Came back from work, took him to go pee. And then it's such a nice sunny day outside. I said, let me go wash my car. Wash my car, 20, 30 minutes tops. Come back upstairs. I left Maverick out of the crate because he's been gooped up all day. This man destroyed a boxing glove. He destroyed a training mask, an elevation mask. Uh, thank goodness I, you know, usually when I leave him out, I elevate all the stuff that's important. And he's destroyed before, but he hasn't destroyed in a couple of months. And I gave him the benefit of the doubt, but he didn't take it. So now we're back. Uh, and, uh, and, and, there is, and there was a point maybe two weeks ago where um, uh, uh, some talk shows were coming back. Because they, I guess they, you know, quote unquote, needed to. Um, 
a lot of people were attacking uh, some of the hosts, uh, which to me didn't really make sense. I mean, there's I think there's a there's a room for understanding and chatting with them instead of just you know outright attacking them. Um, while even though we're on the same side, and we're we're all on the same side. Uh, this sounds this is like a very very Trumpy thing to say. Oh, we're all on the same side. A lot of good people. Um, and also that's my new Trump. <laughs> There's a lot of good people. Good people on both sides. I grabbed them by the vaginas. <laughs> and <laughs> that's the title. Grab them by the vaginas. The vaginas is what I said <laughs> apparently. Uh, but uh, uh, are you sure? You want no. Um, but the. So, there was so there was a point where a bunch of talk shows were coming back, not late night shows, but a bunch of talk shows were coming back, and the talk shows that were coming back were like daytime shows, you know, Sherry Shepard's show, I believe, uh, Jennifer Hudson's show. They all have to start. They all have. They're all in different contracts, and they have syndication numbers that they, or syndication things that they have to hit, um, uh, and that's the excuse that a lot of them were using. Uh, but and thank goodness, I guess we came back before because they would, you know, a show like Sherry Shepherds or Drew Barrymore's, which we'll get to in a second, would lose their syndication rights or something like that. I don't know, but these are big enough networks to where they can go, hey, give us our rights back. Um, anyway, but Drew Barrymore was one of the was the biggest, and uh, she uh, went, came on Instagram and said, hey, let's do, I, I, we, I, we have to come back uh, because we want to come back, rather, because uh, there's other people employed by the show, not just writers, blah, blah, blah. We, we're not going to use writers. Uh, okay, people people then come out and then they go and protest in front of the show. Great, wonderful. We're do, we're doing protests and then and then but then I think people to me to what it, what it felt what it seemed like from an, an outside perspective, uh, it seemed that people were like kind of attacking Drew uh, and and uh, I'm not gonna say rightfully so, but you know if you disagree with her, just you know bring it up. Let's just if you know, I feel like they were attacking her and. She came out and uh, pulled off, like put out a video and, and you know, she was crying and all this stuff. And I guess it's now deleted. Um, but, uh, and then Bill Maher was also one of the shows that was going to come back. So Drew Barrymore's show, which uses writers, and Bill Maher's show, which also uses writers, were going to come back and um, uh, and not use writers at all. Uh, for For Drew, I just, I feel like it was just kind of a gesture of, hey, let's get, we, I mean, we have to have everybody else like we there's no they're not getting paid and and uh we can do the show without writers uh and then bill maher i guess it was just kind of a pig-headed let's do the show without writers uh i'm a comic i could do whatever i want and even though they're coming from two different points of view i it, it they're basically saying the same thing in the end that that they didn't need writers in order to put the shows on uh now that all being said uh, again, I still think people unfairly attack Drew. I just, I just feel like she's America's sweetheart. I just feel as though that it could have been handled in a much better way uh, for for the people who disagreed with her. And uh, and yeah, I mean, she came in as gingerly as possible, uh, going, "Hey, we're gonna put this show on," and people were like, "You're stupid. You're scabbing. You shouldn't be alive." You know, things like that. And I don't know if people said that last part, but. Uh, I like Drew. I think she's great. And uh, I don't know why people were so rude like that. Uh, so anyway, now the shows are back. Shows are back. Uh, while they were while they were off for the past three weeks, uh, three or four weeks rather at this point, 
the five the, the five remaining regular late night hosts who uh, were they they all put on a podcast called Strike Force Five. It was a very big surprise. I never listened to a show in the daylight. I always listened to them because they came out in the morning uh, or overnight, I guess. But I would always, since I wake up at four o'clock for the gym, I would always listen to those episodes right before I hit the gym, and it was uh, it's fantastic. It was it's a great show. Uh, I mean, this is this is something that I would never would have. It was like Battle of the Network Stars in the in the seventies, I guess, was when that was a popular thing. Seventies or eighties, uh, but it was it was cool. It was great to see you know these five hosts come together, do a podcast, and and you know now podcasts are mostly meant for famous people apparently. Uh, but uh, you know you got your Conan, you got your Dak Shepard, uh, you got I want to name another white person. Oh, you got the smartless guys. I got this three white guys, <laughs> and and they and they do these shows, and they're all sponsored by. Aviation Gin and uh, Cricket Wireless, which are Ryan Reynolds' companies, and he did he did commercials which were very good and very funny, and then uh, uh, you know Toyota, like just I mean just uh, uh, who George Clooney's alcohol company. It, it's, it's crazy how many uh, a celebrities own liquor companies, but b how many big sponsors they got, and all the money, all the proceeds, all the profits went towards the 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 crews of the shows. So that's Jimmy Kimmel Live last week tonight, Late Night with Seth Meyers, The Late Show, and The Tonight Show with uh, Stephen Colbert and uh, Jimmy Fallon, respectively. Uh, and I and I enjoyed seeing uh, the camaraderie in that because, I mean, truly, if you are somebody who thinks your personality is, I only watch John Oliver, <laughs> and that's it, uh, then you don't have a personality. I'll say that in the end. Uh, so, so what do we do now? I, I did not prepare a monologue. I was going to, and then uh, I thought this would be a funnier thing to do. So, what, what I'm about to do now, I thought it would be funnier. Oh no, this is so sad. I'm I'm just now understanding what I'm supposed to be doing, and um, I uh, I don't think this is going to be as good as I think it's going to be as it's supposed to be. Hold on, <laughs> I'm laughing too much because this is this is supposed this is gonna be the bit this is gonna be the bit. Okay, ready? So and, and <laughs> okay, ready? So I'm gonna do you know there's a whole big thing right now with um, we didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire is a, is a song is a bad song by Billy Joel that came out in the oh god. In the late '80s or '90s, I don't know. It was a bad song, and uh, there I, I have to I have to make sure this is the one I'm going to use. Uh, well, <laughs> this is not going to be good. Okay, <laughs> and uh, and uh, this is, we didn't start the fire. It was a bad song, and it basically it, it, it captures everything that happened. Not everything. A majority of major things that happened in uh, uh, in that time period, like up up until that time period. So, and it was, it was a lot about baseball. If you listen to the song, it's, it's like uh, Rosa Parks baseball, open the doors baseball, Jurassic Park baseball, baseball, baseball. Uh, and I f- and, and you know, and then when Fall Out Boy decided it was smart for them to do a follow up 
which you, you know I like Fallout Boy, but and hold on, I like early Fallout Boy. <laughs> I don't know if I, I don't know if I've heard a modern day Fallout Boy before. So I thought it would be fun to do my own. Uh, we didn't start the fire, um, but with the topics we missed for the last five months. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. Uh, so here we go. I didn't practice this at all. The fire. This is gonna be good, and, uh, and I hope you enjoy. All right, here we go. Three, two. Three, two, one. Trump in, uh, nope. Nope, okay, hold on, I gotta. Four times, let's go, one more, okay, here we go. All right, here we go. Four, three, two, one. Trump indictments and bag of coke and the White House king, Charles is king, and UFOs in Mexico. Uh, Bobert touched at Beetlejuice and uh, Zuck versus Elon, Messi, Coco wins. And then there's more Trump indictments. Uh, there's like, you know, two two or three more, um, total of four. Uh, uh, Martha Stewart was in a swim shoot. <laughs> there's Canada wildfires. Maui. Maui. Maui attempted coup in Russia. And then for for goes and play crash. There was a rider strike, and then there was an actor strike. Barbie Oppenheimer. Twitter's X now. COVID resurgence. All right, we did it. That was uh, that was a. We didn't start the fire parody. Perfect. Cut, print, perfect. We didn't start the fire. Uh, if you want to know the, the karaoke track I took that from, it's CC Karaoke over there on YouTube.com. Uh, YouTube.com, CC Karaoke, we didn't start the fire. Uh, they had some of the, some of the instruments. <laughs> All right. I actually wrote uh, the skeleton for the monologue. I wrote down four topics for jokes, but I just, I just didn't, I don't want to do it. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's, so let's go over what the best things in late night were this week. Uh, I got to say, first things first, we had monologues again. I mean, monologues were just, I, uh, there's, there's oftentimes, uh, the, the, this is this is not a joke. It's not over exaggeration. But there's often times when like a big sad event happens, you know, where the hosts have to come out. Hey, we stand in solidarity with those affected by the uh, the 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 shootings at Marshall stores. Uh, where I kind of you know fast forward or I just don't watch because I know it's just gonna be uh, just like two minutes of a show that where they where they go. We're in solidarity with uh, the. Uh, the you know a community because of something that happened and then people clap but i came back with everybody and i watched those uh those i mean it, it was it's fantastic to see uh um uh uh, uh uh monologues again and you know what and it's and it solidified my thought that this is and coming back like after the pandemic when when they started having audiences again uh 
that I hate audiences. <laughs> it was the audiences I disliked. It's not that I was I grew tired of Colbert. No, I grew tired of the audience. Also, he still does not know how to talk to his uh, 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 his band leader. Maybe he shouldn't just talk to them. Like, like maybe they shouldn't even like acknowledge each other. <laughs> okay, but we're back. And and uh, and and this week had of. A variable amount of guests because they were still in the actor strike and and they're and they're still not allowed to come talk about their projects unless they have a voucher for said project or they can just come and hang out. But I I think that a lot of actors aren't really doing that because I mean at least from the podcasts that's a a lot of what from podcasts I listen to that's a lot of what's happening where actors aren't really going on those at all. Uh, more or less they're starting their own, but. Schwarzenegger made his rounds. He even was on Howard, and I think he was on um, uh, Today Show or Good Morning America this morning as of uh, this recording. Kathy Griffin, uh, Lunell, Wanda Sykes, Stack Shepard, they were all on Camel, and then uh, Seth had David Byrne, Anne Hathaway, Nick Offerman, Chris Hayes, Tracy Morgan, just a, a great, a great connection, connection, a lot of guests. Um, Fallon, had Haley Williams, Maluma, J.J. Watt, Eric McCormick, uh, Chelsea Handler, just a a, a very Taraji P. Henson, a, a very good selection. Uh, I just want to I just want to celebrate these people who came back uh, uh, first: Bob Odenkirk, Fortune Feimster, uh, John Oliver, Boy Genius, Anderson Cooper. They were all on uh, Colbert, and uh, obviously uh, John Oliver is not a guest. Um, uh, there weren't too many. I mean, okay, so here's what happened with the everybody. The 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 strike ended like last, you know, Saturday or Sunday or something like that, or not officially, but officially ended like last Tuesday, and people were allowed back into the offices on Wednesday. Uh, there's not a lot of prepared bits or anything, but there's a lot of great. Uh, it's it felt. I mean, for all these shows, Seth's you know, uh, include. I mean, you know, Seth's already pretty loose, but everybody felt kind of loose, and there was an excitement, and there was a jitteriness, you know, for for the roots. Uh, when when they bring in Fallon for the last ten seconds of the 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 theme song, Questlove, you know, there's a there's a beat beat, and then everybody pauses, and Questlove says the number of the episode, but he goes, but for this time when it came out, he goes, wait, we're back. <laughs> And then they played, and it was exciting. The energy, it was electric. It was fun, and it was a, it was a, it was great to see musicians play. I mean, just to see music in these things. I know a lot of people don't typically like, you know, music. Or I mean, it doesn't get unless somebody is expertly, you know, the sound of uh, what was it called? Uh, Hello, darkness, my old friend. Uh, those guys, the, the guys who covered that song, not the guys who did this song originally. Who is it? The sound is silence, and it's um. I can see it. I can see it in my eyes. Disturbed. Oh, I didn't have to look. All I typed in was sound. Okay, it's disturbed. Uh, and uh, and I I mean unless those you know then doesn't really matter. Anyway, Mike Hanford writes at the Tonight Show. I didn't know that. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so it was it was fun and interesting to see that. To see it all back uh, again. We got, I mean, Monday. Monday's Monday shows are fantastic. Everybody did interviews, with the exception of Seth Meyers. He did an entire episode that was a closer look, a thirty-minute 
uh, episode of Closer Look. And then the next day he brought back uh, Jokes Seth Can't Tell, which was probably the most uh, d- dirty one, one of the dirtiest ones that, that, that have been. And then he just did a week of a Closer Looks, um, which is great to see. Uh, I think Fallon, I will say this. Uh, there was a there was something that happened during the there I was gonna say pandemic during the 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 strike where some writers some ex staff not writers some ex staff members uh, at the Tonight Show brought up that Fallon um, you know might have a drinking problem and uh, that you know he was rude to some of them uh, kind of like what happened with um, Ellen DeGeneres, except I don't think her involved alcohol. She was just rude or, or and also not, I, w- I probably wouldn't say like completely rude, but also kind of um, absent when it came to what some producers were doing for bullying tactics. But, but a lot of people were not happy with the workplace at the tonight show. Uh, and, uh, uh, and then, you know, I'll say this Fallon apologized in a, in a closed meeting to current staff members and then people uh, who were ex-staff members were hurt because he didn't, uh, A, address them at all, like go and apologize to them, and then B, he didn't uh, uh, talk about on the show. Uh, I think out of the two of those, A, like would be the the most important. I don't think he has to address that on his show uh because that really doesn't concern the audience, and I mean, in, I mean, in fact, I, you know, if I found out that uh, uh, when Oprah and Gail King appear together on CBS Mornings, that they, uh, you know, vape and they beat up children, I would go, well, it's, I mean, it's not my problem, <laughs> you know. It's if they if it's the children of the show, that's fine, whatever. <laughs> but 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 I I mean I'm, I'm kind of partially being serious where. He doesn't really need to come out and say, I'm sorry. I, he, yes, he is. He's not like Ellen where he's portraying himself as the, the nicest person in the world. But uh, it's there's definitely that factor. Um, but I do think, you know, the, the further we get from the people who mentioned it, and it was a Rolling Stone article but uh, that mentioned that, but the further we get from the people who were ex-staff members and they said that they didn't enjoy their times and, and it kind of soured them on the experience, I understand that. They, like, I, I, like, I, it, but I, it also would be difficult for them to, because um, they they did this anonymously, so it would be difficult for them, for, the, for Jimmy to, like, to call everybody who used to work there. But also, I mean... You know, it's tough. I, 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 there's, there's no, there's no right or wrong answer. But, I'll, but also, I do think the, the wrong thing to do would be to come on his show and, uh, and be like, hey guys, this is what I did wrong. Uh, in terms of ratings for the week, I don't want to talk about ratings. I think that's stupid. Uh, I do think uh, Colbert's fans were very happy that he was back. Let's just say that as I look at the, the numbers for, uh, videos where, whereas a lot of people's videos kind of level out in the tens of thousands his are the, especially some that are reaching triple digits uh which are good uh and then oliver uh came back with a great fantastic job i mean it's it's so funny that that these 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 shows have to cover five months of 
of topics, they don't have to, but they're they're covering five months of topics oftentimes. And a lot, I think Kimmel and uh, Colbert and Fallon told similar jokes on a, uh, one of those days. Uh, but I mean, yeah, they're all covering the same thing. And it's, it's just so interesting to me. But I'm so happy that these shows are back. I'm so glad that we can watch these shows. And um, now let's get into these last few stories. Uh, this came from, the first one comes from The Wrap. And, uh, oh, thank God it's unlocked. It's a, it's a, it's a pro article and they're usually locked and right now it's unlocked it's written by <laughs> please keep it unlocked kayla cobb Lori seitz and lucas manfredi and uh it, it's i mean it's titled what late night's post strike return look like behind the scenes and, and you know besides uh 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 the podcast there they they cover what happened back in the last strike in 2007 2008 when it was um uh, uh a kind of a field where it wasn't there wasn't that many there weren't that many shows it was what Conan and Letterman and Leno the rap attended tapings for the return of last week tonight tonight's show Jimmy Fallon live uh, excuse me Jimmy Kimmel live and the late show oh they didn't go to Seth's show okay interesting hmm uh Oliver and Colbert hosted pre-show Q&As with audience members. Oftentimes, um, you'll see when a show like, uh, well, well I'll, I'll, I'll do Colbert. When a show like Colbert's goes to commercial or when a show like uh, Kimmel's goes commercial, those two shows in particular, when they go to commercial, you'll see in the lower lower corner of your screen um, like some behind-the-scenes stuff where uh, they're resetting the stage and uh, Kimmel and Colbert will answer some questions from the audience. And then I know often, I know uh, at the end of every show for Seth Meyers, they do Q and A's and everything. Uh, the, so, so there you go. The questions from Oliver's taping made it clear just how closely his audience had been following him over the summer. Uh, they asked questions about strike force five, all that stuff. And, uh, and, 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 and so there's, you know, there's, there's Q and A's and stuff. Um, Nerves were present and gratitude abound. I mean, you know, this is, it's hosting a show, you're, you're a seasoned host, it would be like riding a bike. However, it also makes sense that you make mistakes getting up before you get on a bike. I have, I have a bike. I bike everywhere, most places. I bike most places, but sometimes there's a week goes between me riding the bike and I oftentimes I get on there, I'm like, whoa, okay. <laughs> and then I can go for a little bit. But yeah, there's... There, you know, there's a crowd, a crowd wrangler. Jimmy Kimmel Live admitted he was nervous yet excited and took a moment to, quote, soak in being back and hearing the audience. I mean, that's that's got to that's got to be something that makes you feel good. And and uh, yeah, you're going to be a little rusty with with joke delivery. You see, I saw it for uh, all the hosts, all the hosts were just a tiny bit rusty. But that's what happens when you're when you're, uh, uh, you know, behind the behind on on things like that uh the strike was addressed at front and center obviously we talked about the strike tons of trump jokes were all over the place uh and then they of course they all sped through the the past five months of jokes so that's interesting but now i want to i want to get to this uh this is written by eric deggins at npr who uh is a guy that is connected to me on um linkedin uh and he did not answer (laughs) an email i sent him (laughs) for an interview deggins (laughs) And, uh, okay, so Roy Wood Jr. says he's leaving The Daily Show, but he doesn't hold a grudge. Um, Now, this is very important because over the last month, it was revealed that Hasan Minaj, 
uh, oh God, there was a New Yorker article, I believe, that came out that talked to, that was called uh, Hassan Minaj's Emotional Truths. And it essentially called him out on, uh, on lies he told in his standup, where he would say like, you know, my cousin uh, was attacked by a racist person uh, where that wasn't the case. That wasn't necessarily true. Um, and it, it blew up into this whole thing because he was more or less unofficially the front runner for uh, to take over the Daily Show hosting gig. Even though uh, back in May, Dulce Sloan never got it. She uh, she got one day in, uh, and 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 other people never got chances. Like uh, Ronnie Chang, Michael Costa, a lot of people never got chances to host. Uh, it and and the Daily Show, I think, will be back next week. I'm I'm almost positively back next week. Um, but it, 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 it's just so interesting how they have this chance to do a new version of this show, not a new version, but do an elevated version of the show. And they go back to a guy who can tour, he can tour and he can, he can be, he can be doing something else. Whereas they, they, they have these homegrown talents right there who have been holding down that show uh, when and I've I've spoken about it before. If you listen to the first nine episodes of this show, you'll hear me praise people like Desi Lydic, Roy Wood Jr., Michael, Ronnie, Dulce. Uh, hey, hey, you'll hear you'll hear those people. Uh, he's <laughs> chasing his tail on the couch. He's not even supposed to be on the couch, uh, but you'll hear these people uh, be so funny and be so good. And then you'll see people like Wanda Sykes. Well, you'll see people like uh, Wanda Sykes was good at hosting. You'll see people like Wanda Sykes and uh, uh, Leslie Jones and Sarah Silverman and um, uh, Cal Penn host the show and be so good and so funny. And, and you know, Sarah would be great hosting that show and Cal would be great hosting that show. And even Hassan would be great hosting that show. But I, th- but I think this show now deserves somebody who has grown up in that system. And Roy Wood Jr. would have been a fantastic host. And I know we just came from a, a, a black host, and I and I would love to have uh, an Indian host or a female host, uh, like truly just you know anybody who's not a white guy. I would love to have somebody in that spot. Uh, actually, in fact, I was a champion of Desi Lydic and Roy Wood Jr. co-hosting the show together. Uh, and we've got Amna Nawaz and Jeff uh, over at uh, 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 PBS. PBS NewsHour. That show's still good with those two people hosting it. I mean, come on. Judy hosted, Judy Woodruff hosted by herself, and she hosted with somebody else. So it's always been good. You can always have two people. But uh, Robert Jr. says he's not coming back to the show. He started eight years ago. He said, quote, I can't come up with plan B. Uh, uh, I can't come up with plan B is while still working on uh, plan A. Uh, the top, the job of a correspondent, that's what he said. It said is wild. That's why I read that. The job of a correspondent, it's not really one where you can juggle multiple things. And I think eight years is a good run. Um, he, I, I'm, I'm sure he's got a lot of offers. He's been act, he's been acting more, more recently. He was in a confess Fletch with John Hamm. And that's a very funny movie. I enjoyed my time with it. Uh, and I, I mean, Roy is, is a is a funny guy, and he has a lot going for him, and he could definitely host this show, uh, even if he even if he uh, had a kind of co-host. Uh, he de- he said he said that he would come back if they offered him the host uh, the program. He the the show is looking to get a full time host in twenty twenty four, and the rest of the year is going to be filled with uh, people uh, guest hosting again. 
And uh, he's done a White House uh, correspondent dinner, which is very funny. Which also was good because his, uh, I believe his mother was a reporter, a journalist. He's either father or mother. Uh, I got I got two options there. <laughs> and so he, he had a very good connection to that. Um, but uh, Hassan was apparently the front runner for all of that. And now, and now Roy's out, and I mean, I guess the the search. While while I th- I still think they should be looking in his direction, it's still kind of narrowed uh, on on people on a, on a famous on a big name type like Hassan. I, th- I he's uh, he oh he also said I did not see this part. Quote: I think Hassan checks a lot of boxes that the network would want and people would want. Hassan's young, he's global, and he has political IQ. That's a very nice thing to say. I read no, I read no anger or bias in that. But uh, yeah, he's Wood. Wood is right. Roy Wood is right about that. Um, but what I mean, the the thing about Hassan's show, why on Netflix? Um, oh God, what was that show called? Hassan's Netflix show. Uh, but the thing why the the reason why that show for me in the end did not work why and why I fell off uh, even though I still watched a majority of the shows uh, let's see Hasan Minaj uh, that show was called Patriot Act the reason oh you know and I think I think I fell off because the pandemic happened and I was uh, tired <laughs> but the but the reason why I think that show didn't work in the end is because. It was a, a it was overproduced. I was gonna say a little bit overproduced. It was overproduced, and B. I just don't think I think his audience. What hap- I, I think what happens is for if if you're if you're catering to your audience, where uh, let, let's let's take um, uh, Kevin Hart or you know Leslie Jones Warrior Jr. You you're catering to your audience. Your audience is mostly black, a majority black. And they're, they're going to be there and you're going to tell jokes specifically for them. And 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 for Hassan, I feel as though that show, his show had a lot of uh, uh, Asian immigrants, uh, you know, you know, second, second, third generation. But Asian immigrant immigrants uh, like Chinese, Japanese and Indian. Uh, and and he catered a lot of his his stuff towards him, like immigrants, just immigrant style jokes towards those people. And I feel like it was a lot of pandering, uh, and, and and a lot of the jokes. That's not to say the shows were bad. I'm just saying it was a lot of a lot of pandering. But I did enjoy the shows. Enjoys the shows. And when the show came back, and I'll say the same thing for last week tonight, when when uh, during the pandemic, and it was just Hassan by himself in front of a green screen or a TV wall. I think that's when the graphics and everything and his jokes really could play well. Um, Whereas for last week tonight, it was a lot better because, you know, there wasn't this kind of wait. There wasn't like a deliver a joke and then wait and ask for a laugh in return that Hassan kind of does with his with his comedy. Um, <laughs> that's not, nothing negative, but uh, I'm sitting on Netflix right now looking at, you know, Hassan's uh, stuff over there. But I do think that that there is room for him to have a show like this, but I just don't think a daily show would really work for him. I think a, a, a Patriot Act style weekly show where it can be a little bit overprocessed be the thing, you know, when uh, I have, I have a Samsung phone, I have, a, I have a S23 ultra. And uh, if you watch a lot of the phone reviews, 
and they all they all, all the time they compare it to the the current Google Pixel that's out in the current iPhone, the current top iPhone. Uh, so it's always the top phones versus top phones, and a lot of the complaints over the years of the camera system for not really complaint a lot of the features over the years for the camera system for uh, for uh, Samsung phones has been the fact that uh, they they oversaturate a lot of the times. Hey, you can see me right there. Ah! <laughs> but is that they oversaturate their photos and things look um, unnatural? They look you know, bright and over-processed. And uh, let me see if I can find a photo that will make sense. So look at this picture of Nova where uh, she's, it's kind of, it's kind of, you can't really see it, but it's, it is a little bit more colorful than what it should be versus on iPhone, it will be more flatter. And then versus on a Google would be more even across the board. It is, I just realized I have an interview with a TV person tonight at 7 p.m. He's in New Zealand. Or Australia, one of those. Uh, but it's 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 very it's very um, interesting to see the kind of dichotomy between uh, the two. The two. Um, I I just I don't know I don't know what the the remedy for the Daily Show would be. I have a remedy for um, the Late Late Show, but that's not going to come back. So in the, in the form that we need it to that it should be back in. We're going to get at midnight probably. Uh, it, it, but it's going to be sad to see, you know, a show like The Daily Show have one less voice that is, in fact, Roy Wood Jr. All right, let's end the show so I can record this last podcast and then eat a bowl of cereal or something. Listen, if you like what you heard here, head to the website, cpluscomedy.com, uh, where you can uh, see me talk to aforementioned famous people, people who create shows, comedians, stuff like that. You can see a video version of the show on youtube.com slash cpluscomedy. You can follow us on social media at Chad Black White and at cpluscomedy. Rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. And uh, this is the end of the show. I'll see you later, suckers. Do we usually talk over this? I think I do. But I'm going to stop. So, all right, bye. <laughs>